Greetings and welcome back to another and ongoing series of TanakhStudy.com podcast, the podcast program in which we study Parashat HaShavua over the course of six podcasts during the week in which that parasha is read. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and it's my delight and pleasure to be studying the second half of Sefer Shemot with you. We are now on our final podcast of Parashat Terumah. And Parashat Terumah, which is sequentially organized in a manner that is teleological rather than then functional, in other words, starting with the main purpose of the Mishkan, the Aron, etc., moving out to the Kelim, the Shulchan, and the Menorah, then moving out to the structure of the Mishkan, then identifying the curtains which define the different zones of the Mishkan and where things go, then the Mizbeach which goes in the courtyard of the Mishkan, and now we come to the boundaries of the courtyard itself. We are in Perak Chaf Zayin Pasuk Tet. Keep in mind that as we moved out from the inner sanctum, the precious metals that were used shifted from gold to silver to bronze. Ve'asita eight chatzar hamishkan. So you are to make the courtyard of the mishkan. Lifat negev temana klaim lachatzar lachatzar sheish mozar me'ava amaorech lapeyahayachat. So on the south side, which remember from the perspective of the Mishkan, which is facing east to west. So the south side, therefore, is going to be from the perspective of entering the Mishkan, is going to be to the left. Uh, however, here it's called Negev Temana, which itself is interesting, because Teman, which is another word for south in Tanakh, is rooted in the fact of Yamin to the right, because typically when you face east, which is normal orientation, then you uh, then you face uh, then south is to your right. Um, as a result of that, Smola, for instance, in several places in Tanakh, to the left is a reference to the north, like in Bereshit Yodalid. Here we have an example, and there are many examples of this, where a word had an original context and meaning, and then it took on a different framework, and it had took on a life of its own. As another example of this, far from where we are, but nonetheless interesting is the phrase, V'nesaf el amav, he will be gathered to his people. Originally, people were buried in uh, in, ca- in uh, catacombs, where the uh, every family member was laid on a rock, on a rock bed, and when there were no more rock beds left, because enough people had died, they took the bones of whoever died there earliest and put them into a pit. And ultimately, the pit included the bones of many different generations of the family, and they were literally gathered unto their people. They were gathered in one area. Uh, that phrase then became a euphemism for dying, and therefore was used even when people were buried far away from their ancestors. So in the same way here, Teman means south, even though it originally means to the right, and here it's actually to the left. So now, Negev Teman at the south side, Klaim lechatzer sheish mozar meava ma orech lapeahayachat. So we're going to have uh, curtains. That's the klaim. Klaim. Some of the shonim describe it sort of like masts on a on a uh, sailboat uh, for the chatzer that are sheish mozar again woven linen. There's no tchelat argaman or talat shani in there. It's all linen. Me'ava ma'orech, it's going to be 100 amot long. This is significantly longer than anything we've seen so far. La ha'echat, the word pe'ah, which we think of as corner, actually means a side. Clearly here it means a side. Va'amudav esrim, so you're going to have 20 pillars or stakes for it. 
Vadnehem esrim nechoshet. And the sockets for them are 20. So again, as we had before with the parochet and the masach, the single poles go into a single socket. There are 20 sockets, one for each pole, and they're made out of bronze. Vaveha amudim v'chashukehem kasef. Here we have vavim on the pillars, that is hooks, and the hooks v'chashukehem, which is another way of saying tzipuyehem, the things that cover them, and as they're plated, silver. So we've moved from gold and silver sockets, and now we have bronze sockets, and the pillars have silver plating on them and on the covers and on the hooks. The same thing will happen at the length side of the north, which is going to be to the right. Again, a uh, hundred ama of curtain. Twenty pillars with twenty bronze sockets. And again, the hooks and the covers are all going to be of silver. So that's what we have here. Now, on, on both sides, it's 100 amot. Remember that the Mishkan has a length of 30 amot, which means there's a total of 70 surplus amot lengthwise, besides the building itself, in the Chatser. Uh, the uh, 20 amudim indicate that each amud is going to be 5 amot away from the other, including its own width. So the total is 100, and there's 20 amudim there. That's the length. V'rocha v'chatser lif'at yam. Pa'atyam means to the sea, which is the west. It's actually the back of the Mishkan, the way the Kodesh Kodeshim is. That width is Kla'im Chamishim is 50, which means the entire courtyard we now know is 100 times 50, 1,500 square, uh, sorry, 100 times 50, um, um, is, uh, is 5,000 square amot, um, a large size relative to the Mishkan itself. Um, and um, and Lifatya on the west side, and now there are ten pillars and ten sockets, and that's very straightforward. We're using the same size pillars, same kind of sockets, same width between them of five amot. Five times ten is fifty. Beforehand, five times twenty was a hundred. Now, what about the other side? But facing forward to Mizrach, and notice here we've gotten. Both words for Mizrach, Kedem and Mizrach, Chamishimamat. Now notice, we haven't been told about curtains, we're told that the width, because the width is 50 there, the width is 50 here, so it's 50 times 100, but here's the problem. We want curtains covering both north and south lengths. We want a curtain covering the west backside, but the front side has to be open in some sense for people to be able to enter. The, the sense is that the Klaim are going to be affixed and not flappable like curtains that you could lift up and go on in. So let's see now what happens on the on the east side, which is the entrance. So on the east side, the entrance side, 15 amot, remember there's 50 to work with, 15 amot of klaim, of these curtains, meaning on the side, so 15 divided by 5 is 3. There's three pillars, that's 15 amot, and three sockets. The other side, and again the same thing on the other side. In other words, there's fifteen, fifteen, three pillars, three sockets. Very nice. And in the middle, there's a space of twenty amot, which is the opening to go into the mishkan. 
So there's the opening to go not into the Mishkan, but rather into the courtyard of the Mishkan. But now there's going to be a Masach. Remember we had the Masach, the covering, in front of the Mishkan itself. Now we have a Masach in front of the, and the as the entrance between the two sets of Klaim in order to enter the Chatzar HaMishkan. That's Esri Mama. And this one is the Chelet This is exactly like the description of the Masach that we have in front of the Mishkan, except that this one is wider. It is 20 amot wide, uh, as opposed to the other one, which is, of course, 10 amot wide, the full width of the Mishkan. But it has the same materials, Tchelet Argaman, Tolat Shani, again, as we had with the Parochet and with the inner cover of the Mishkan. Um, and uh, and now that is the Masach. And again, the same ratio. Since this is 20 amot, there's four pillars and there are four sockets. Now remember, the pillars that go around the Mishkan, around the Chatser, which are the, the uh, 10 pillars, uh, sorry, the 20 pillars on each side, the 10 pillars in back, the three on each side in the front, those are all going to be plated in silver, as opposed to the krashim on the inside, actually, of the Mishkan itself, which are plated in gold. And again, as we move out from the center, we come to less expensive and less precious metals. Vavehem kasef, the hooks are also silver, unlike the gold hooks. Vavnehem nechoshet, and the sockets are bronze, as opposed to silver. And there's a clear hierarchy from zahav to kasef to nechoshet, the first three items mentioned in our parsha as gifts. And now, the length now, all told, is 100. The width is 50. How high is this fence around the, Mishka, around the Chatser? It's five amot high, which means if you're on the outside and you're looking, you can see the Mishkan, which is ten amot high, on the inside. But it's five amot high, which is higher than uh, than just about, than, than uh, almost anybody, but most people could see over it. Sheish Mozar, but Nehem Nechoshet. And again, the, the Kla'im um, are going to be uh, made of this woven flax, and the sockets are Nechoshet. And then we have one last line, which takes us into an interesting direction. L'chol Kla'ya Mishkan, B'chol Avorato, so all of the appurtenances of the Mishkan, which now, of course, is not the case because we learned earlier about appurtenances of the Mishkan, of different parts of the Mishkan that were gold, and now we're finding out, as we are on the outside of the Mishkan, that it's all going to be bronze. Anything used for its worship. All of the tent pegs. So what is Yetedotav? So the suggestion is that when they would put the Yeriot on top of the Mishkan, they would have to tie them down so the wind would not lift them up. And those were with pegs. And the Chatser itself on the outside would have to have the Klaim weighted down. As I mentioned, it does not open up so people can go in. And that's also done with Nechoshet. And Nechoshet is the main metal that's seen on the outside, except, of course, for the sockets, which are of silver. And on the inside, as we move in, we come closer to the pure gold of the Kruvim and the Kaporet. Uh, with this brings us to a close of our study of Parshat Shumah.
Yitz Hashem will meet on Sunday as we begin our podcast of Parshat Tetzaveh. In time, everybody should have a Shabbat Shalom.